If you would, uh, grab your hymn book and uh, turn with me to 345. This is also going to be the song of invitation, so you might as well keep it open uh, if you don't want to read the song overhead. But again, 345. You know, Scripture defines, or excuse me, Scripture defines singing much more than simply uh, vocalizing words to a tune. Uh, we, we know in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, uh, Paul says that when we sing, we are speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with our hearts to the Lord. Or even in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, he says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So, again, when we're singing to one another, we're simply not just hymning or humming a tune, if you will, uh, but we are actually teaching and admonishing one another. We're teaching, we're warning one another. And, you know, that goes uh, a lot of ways. We can think that, you know, we should have an understanding of the things that we are singing, because obviously, again, we're teaching one another. Uh, we don't want to sing anything that's filled with air, and so we do a good job of selecting songs within these songbooks that um, are true to the scriptures. And of course, singing in Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse fifteen, uh, is mentioned as you know fruit of lips. You know, it's an act of worship to sing. Well, of course, our songbooks these are not divinely inspired, right? These are written by men and and women, but. Uh, you know, when they write these lyrics, you know, we really don't know a lot of things that's going on uh, in their lives. What inspired them to write them? You know, what maybe verses they're pulling from. But sometimes uh, the backstory of certain hymns are um, recorded for us. And there's probably one of the most famous ones. Maybe you already know this story. Uh, but the, the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, again, this is number 345, is one that has probably one of the most well-known stories behind it. And so what I'd like to do in just the few short minutes together is we're going to read the lyrics here, and then also I'm going to give you sort of that backstory. And then when we sing it together as an invitation song, hopefully it'll come much more life to you. But look at some of these verses here. Verse 1, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh, my soul. And then the last line, and the Lord haste the day when the faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend, even so it is well with my soul. And then the chorus, of course, goes, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Well, if you notice there at the top of Song 345, it says uh, there's a name there by Horatio G. Spatterford, 1873. This is the man who wrote this hymn. And again, there's a very interesting story about how this all happened. This is, of course, was during he lived in Chicago during the great uh, fire that, of course, took out uh, the whole city of Chicago. 
And he was in the real estate business. So you can kind of imagine what that did to his business. His business was wiped out. But also, his only son, Horatio Jr., just passed away right around that same time with scarlet fever. And uh, he drowned himself in the work, uh, in his work, uh, rebuilding the city, assisting those who were homeless at the time. And uh, in November of 1873, uh, he decided that it was time for uh, he and his family to get away. Uh, it was, again, a couple of years before all of those things happened. And so they decided to take a trip out to Europe. And out there, he was going to go on some evangelistic campaigns with some of preachers that he knew, but also just to enjoy a little bit of time with the family, his wife, Anna, and their four daughters. But there was an urgent matter. For whatever reason, I couldn't find out what that was, but it kept him in New York. And so he uh, decided to stay back but send his wife and children on to Europe. And so they board this, uh, this luxurious French liner that's constantly making these trips from France to New York City, back and forth, back and forth. And he says goodbye to them, and he'll tell them that he's soon going to join them as soon as he can. But as the ship... Uh, goes out and heads towards uh, Europe, the passengers uh, receive a quite sudden jolt because what happened was they, they crashed into this iron sailing vessel and water started to pour uh, in this great vessel and it was just a, a nightmarish scene, a screaming uh, death, people um, cl- clinging to their loved ones as the ship was going down. I think it said it took about two hours for it to completely submerge. Over 200 people lost their lives. And, uh, but Mrs. Spatterford, she was found uh, unconscious, clinging to some debris. But uh, the few that survived that uh, <coughs> sailed off to Cardiff, Wales. And when she got there, she uh, phoned home, uh, cabled her husband home. And with these six words, saved alone, what shall I do? And Horatio, uh, immediately when he got that, uh, that message, he immediately booked a passage to join his wife. And while they're en route, uh, taking basically the same course as his wife and daughters had, uh, his daughters, of course, uh, I forgot to, failed to mention this part, but all four of his daughters were lost in that tragedy. But as they were on that course, the, the sailor, uh, the captain, knew uh, what had happened uh, for, to Horatio and his family. And he pointed out to him, uh, you know, sir, this is the spot we believe that the boat went down. And he could hardly contain himself. And he went down into his cabin. And it was said that this is where he penned the words, it is well, it, it is well, the will of God be done. And then this is where he got the inspiration to write this song. And later, again, he he wrote these famous words to that hymn. Where peace like a river attendeth my way, where sorrows like sea billows roll. You you understand where the sea billows come in uh, in this song. But as as we're about, about to sing this song, you know, I hope you have a different perspective of this hymn now. Again, uh, singing is teaching and admonishing one another. Uh, We're teaching one another that it is well with my soul. You know, people have walked away uh, far less from God, uh, maybe because they were angry, maybe because of an argument with a brother or sister. But here's a man who lost his business, 
He lost five children within a period of two years, but he could still sit there and write these words. It is well with my soul. And what faith and trust he had. Uh, And just think of this. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen to you and I, but when. Right? We're going to go through those times and trials as well. And maybe we'll be like uh, Mrs. Job. You remember uh, Mrs. Job said to her husband as he's going through the life's difficulties, uh, she just said, you know, curse God and die. You know, why do you hold on to your integrity? But of course, Job says, uh, shall we accept the good from God without the adversity? And in all this, we know that Job did not sin with his lips. Psalm 34, verse 19, that uh, I captioned up here, says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And again, if you look at verse uh, 3 there, My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. That is a glorious thought, is it not? That my sin, not just part of it, but the whole, he nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Again, if things are getting tough in our lives, and we feel that we can bear it no more, maybe think of this hymn. Think of the things that Mr. Spadiford went through that he could write those words, it is well with my soul. But even if, you know, maybe we forget about this or we just can't remember uh, the story, remember Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who hung upon the cross, again, so that we could bear it no more. This evening we offer the invitation. Uh, again, if you're here this evening and maybe you're ready to put on Christ in baptism, we'd love the opportunity to help you with that. Uh, Mark 16, 16, Jesus said, He who believed and been baptized shall be saved. Or maybe you need the prayers of the congregation. Maybe you need the encouragement of the congregation. Again, we would love the opportunity to help you uh, this evening, to pray for you, to strengthen you in your walk with Christ. Please let us know as together we stand and sing.